Okay, welcome back to our first show of 2024. We're back and kicking off with a look forward into the year ahead, talking all things predictions, resolutions, what are our musical musts, plus who and what is going to be big for 24. So what better way to start this episode with a band who's had a phenomenal start, my favourites, Shed 7. Let's go. this song particularly with that title and you to <laughs> and huge congratulations to the lads i mean what a phenomenal year they've had uh, so far it's only been three weeks um, <laughs> but, but yeah they've had a good start haven't they um but yeah having a number one album matter of time um 30 years after their debut album um change giver came out and that's just kind of like that for them as a band it must be like mind-blowing 
Must be. It was hilarious seeing their tweet there on Friday there saying, this will probably be the last day that we're number one, so we're milking it. So, oh, no, <laughs> absolutely. And even the comments on Twitter, people are just delighted for them. Yeah. And it's a darn good album too. It is really oh, good. Yeah. Really, it is. I'm going. I'm going to see them actually um, Friday this week. Um, so when this goes out, I've already seen them. But um, yeah, um, and they're playing the whole album, like from start to finish, as well as throwing oh, in some yeah. over the last thirty years. So it'll be should be a good. It should be a good gig. Are um, you going to be the official photographer again, then, Laura? Yes, <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got um, pigeon detectives, didn't I? So, yeah, who knows? See who I can get for this one. Yeah. But no, yeah. So, what we've been up to then? What, what, you know, we obviously had our uh, our episode that came out with Lewis, which a big thank you to Lewis for kind of helping us do our roundup. We had, um, you know, we got, we packed a lot in, didn't we? Um, And, you know, and it already looks like this year, is going to be the same but before we do that let's pick up on a couple of the gigs that we didn't speak about um towards the end of last year um and i know there's a there's at least one of us in the room that has already done quite a bit this year as well so um <laughs> laura what have you been up to um so beginning of december i headed off to london to go and watch the great leslie they were headlining at the moth club they were supported by late night honeymoon fabulous they were supported by Art and our lovely Alfie. He is just such an entertainer, isn't he? Um, if anybody's ever seen him perform, and especially um, it's the first time that I've ever seen Alfie perform as a frontman. He's always been part of Skinner Brothers, which I know that he's recently parted ways with, but he was the drummer, wasn't he? And it was always highly entertaining like that. But as a frontman, wow, just it just gets the crowd going, something rotten, it's great. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like stripping off and, yeah, just highly entertaining. And then, of course, the great Leslie lads just absolutely smashed it out the park. It was just a phenomenal night. It was packed. First time in the Moth Club, if you ever get to go there, they have a nice sparkly gold ceiling. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a look. It's a look. <laughs> um, but it really was a fabulous night. And then the night after, so that was the launch of their live studio album, which has been greatly received. And and then the night after, we we actually went and did a, a little listening party at the studio where they practice. And then we went to the pub and got rather drunk. It was great fun. <laughs> Um, so that was the beginning of December, really good weekend. And then I finally, finally got to go and see Red Rum Club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've missed them every single time. We missed them at Kendall Call in the other year, didn't we? And then I've missed them, I think it was at Q Bar again. I can't remember, something happened. I, I don't think my mum was very well. And uh, I missed them there, and I was very front and centre. And oh my goodness, talk about front and centre! <laughs> <laughs> almost off his nostril. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I even got a lovely kiss on the camera, didn't I? <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Oh god, it was bouncing in there as well. It was fabulous, and just um, so worth the wait. 
had a fabulous night. And they were supported by a band called Cusp, who I'd never heard of before, who were also well worth checking out. And that was at Cuba. We love Cuba, don't we? It's a nice venue and it, it's just a nice size. Uh, I think they could have packed it out twice over because it was just full to the rafters uh, for, for Red Rum Club. And uh, I will definitely be catching them again. That was me. Thank you. Nothing yet this year. Well, it's still early. It's still early. <laughs> January is a kind of, it's a, you know, you've got a, a bit of a grace, I think, for January. But, <laughs> so how about you then, Paula? What have you been up to? Um, well, I had, um, I was obviously joined by yourself, Laura, on the Friday. Um, we were supposed to go and see the twine in, was it Birmingham? Or no, Wolverhampton. And the traffic was horrendous. So we made the executive decision just to turn back to go to Dead Wax. And um, we had also wanted to see Jack Cattell. So we made the decision just to go and see him. And that was, it was really good in the band. And there was some of the usual Twitter faces there. So it was nice to catch him. I know he's one of your ones that you always have championed. So it was nice to see him. Saturday night now, we were staying in Birmingham for the Wonder Stuff. Uh, one of my first bands from school that I had loved. So they played now, I probably should have read the ticket a wee bit more, but they were playing through one of those albums and then they had a break and then they were playing some B-sides and some then of the well-known ones. I probably didn't play as many as my favourites as um, I would have liked, but it was still good. The support guy was really good as well. He was from Liverpool. Can't remember his name too long ago. Oh, mm-hmm. it's 2023. <laughs> uh, and then I went to see Ash again, who were playing in Ulster Hall. So that was the third time I have saw them in 12 months. And I thought that was their best show again. It was their their new album. Absolutely loved it. I did laugh. Um, Tim Wheeler came out in a purple suit or no sorry pink suit and he looked like Don Johnston out of Miami Vice (laughs) don't know whether that's what he was channeling but that's what he reminded me of and the support was actually one of the very first new bands I actually had seen was brand new fans and I thought they were really good and Wyona Bleach they're more of a shoegaze band so Florentina's again uh, supported by Casual Riots, who, you know, I bo- love both of them. But they were also um, post-party, came up from, I think it was Dundalk they're from. So they actually have a new album out and they're doing a tour as well of the mainland. So there are some uh, dates. So if they're near you, I would definitely recommend that you go and check those out. And then after Christmas there, I want to see The Adventurers. So I have spoken about them before. They were the first band I ever uh, like they ever bought the cassette it was trading secrets with the moon and they do every january they do a, a final final tour but then next january it'll be a same again so that was really good i've never seen as many bold men in the place leslie and i were both laughing at that and then at the weekend there i veered slightly off my usual genre and went to watch some classical music Ooh. in a palace <laughs> in vienna and it was um it was Strauss and Mozart but um the the man singer looked a wee bit like Nigel Farage so that's what he must get up to (laughs) at the weekend so yeah so that was my update I thought you would see him doing that would you but (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, Paula, is Post part of the band that have a song called Kimbo? Yes. Yes, I thought yes. so. Yes, that album is actually really good. Like, if, if you do get a chance, listen to it tomorrow. It's a really good album. Cool. I asked them, you know, sent them a wee DM of six months ago, Kimberly, and asked them yeah. to do a song after yourself. <laughs> and then obviously, Laura's, there's a song with your name tied on it. They've been out as well. There is, I know, and I'm, I'm a big, I've got, you know, this is how, oh, I don't know, probably quite sad, but I don't know, either way, I have a playlist with every song that's been released <laughs> with Laura, and if anybody's interested, I can post that out when this goes out. How many, how many songs are on it? Oh, there's hundreds. Well, no, not there's long. Let me have a look. I'm, I'm going to, just bear with me, guys, I am actually doing this live now. <laughs> My player is Robin. You know the one that did the tri- uh, the thingy lines, the do 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 do. Robin yes. Fleck or yeah. whatever his name. Remember whenever he had obviously cheated on his wife, so he released an album, Paula called Paula. Oh, so did there he? is. I've got an mm. album named after me. It's mm. mm. all right. A whole album. All about I need an album. So come on, guys. I need an album called Laura. That'll help. But uh, I can't find my list now. I will find it and I will tell you. But anyway, in the yes. meantime, why I'm looking, Kimberly, what have you been up to? Uh, the summary of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Good reading, been, good reading. Um, I've been surviving. I've been yeah. surviving, um, getting through my chemotherapy. However, I have had the privilege because my brother, obviously Michael, is such a talented guy that I've had um, many a private gig at the side of my bed while I've been Aww. recovering um, <laughs> from Michael um, singing his new songs and just making me smile. So that's been nice. Um, so, yeah, I haven't really... I've been, I've just been jealous watching everybody else go to all the gigs. Um, but... I would have been, there was a gig last night in King Tut's, a guy called Ben Walker sold out King Tut's last night and I would have loved, loved, loved to go to that. Um, and he is just on a recent single with Neve Zara, you know, Neve that yes. was at the sessions. Um, so that's definitely one to, to check out. So Neve actually came to Scotland and sang with Ben on the stage last night as well. Oh, um, so it was good to good to see a little clip of that so yeah there just seems to be loads of announcements for everything that i can't go to right now. um but i'll get there eventually um there's a couple towards the end of march that i'm thinking maybe i'll be okay for that but no mostly it's just my brother singing to me oh, which is nice nice personal concert at least which is nice because uh, well i don't i don't have to pay for it and then yeah. oh yes <laughs> And it's uh, your own home, you know. <laughs> it's my own home, yeah. I don't need to travel anywhere. He just appears magically with a guitar and sits down beside me, so that's nice. And, and the merch table is good, and there's nobody standing in front of you. There's nobody, <laughs> no, yeah. And um, one of the other minions in the Versailles household will keep us bringing me tea. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All good. What about you, Laura? Where have you been? <laughs> I've been doing. So, yeah, so obviously um, I went to the ones that... Um, Paul has already mentioned, um, but I also um, went to see um, Hosier, 
in Birmingham. I spent a lot of time in Birmingham over a very mm. short period of time. Um, so that was on the 13th of December um, and they were supported by Last Dinner Party. And I've seen them before at a festival and oh my goodness, um, have they not, they've, they've come on just like leaps and bounds and they commanded that stage. They were, they were phenomenal. <clears throat> so I'm definitely going to try and catch them again. And then, yeah, like um, then, so that, that was the Wednesday. On the weekend, I was with Paula um, and then uh, on the 17th, I went, I was back in Birmingham. Well, I stayed in Birmingham for that whole weekend um, and saw the Mercians on their headline tour. Um, and they were supported by Luna Fall and San Quentin. So that was a really, really good night for a Sunday. And I was well behaved because I had work Monday morning. I was a very good girl. <laughs> um, and that was my last gig of, of December. Um, and then I've only been to one gig um, in January, but oh my goodness, did I start January loud. So um, last weekend, I went to watch uh, Bring Me the Horizon again in Birmingham. And they were, oh my goodness, I've loved them forever. Um, and for one reason, I've never managed to quite get to see them and they were just something else. Now, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah, you know, they're obviously, they're, they're a new metal band, you know, so they're kind of loud, very, very loud. Um, but they were, they were great. And it was, the, the place was rammed. It was like, the, you know, I think the whole tour was sellout, you know, so that's kind of, um, and this is quite, I don't know, there's something quite amusing by somebody who's, who's like, because some of their songs are a little bit, I suppose, um, a little bit more mainstream than than some metal bands. Um, but then he'll do like kind of a proper metal roar. And then he'll go in his very, very strong Sheffield accent, you know, and it's just like, oh, hello, back in the room. And I just find that, I don't know why that's funny, but for me it was. But no, it was a, it was a great, a great night. And they had three supports, um, which is, you know, which is quite big for a, a larger band but yeah so that's all I've done this January um so far and I think oh and I've got sheds coming up so it's been a slow January and then it just goes off after that so <laughs> okay so from from the gigs that we have seen or would have liked to have seen Kimberly what song are we going to go for Laura I'm going for Red Rum Club and Would You Rather Be Lonely love that song <laughs> Paula I am going to go for post-party and Kimbo. Nice. Kimberly? Uh, I'm going to go for Neve, Zara and Ben with Rub a Little Dirt on it. Oh, Rub a Little Dirt on it. Oh, That's interesting what it's title. I'm, going to have to have a, I'm intrigued to have a listen now because they're title. <laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, Jack Cattell and Hollywood Nights. <laughs> so what are we going to go with? I think, I think we go with Kimbo. Yeah. <laughs> No. Thanks, guys.
choice, Paula. Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I had it featured, you see, on my um my best of the Northern yes. Ireland playlist, although they are a ringer because I think I discovered afterwards they're not actually from Northern Ireland, but sure. <laughs> it, it yeah. Wee bonus track. Detailed, Paula, detailed. We don't yeah. do fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so we threw um, the question out to, to our listeners um, to see what they're up to. And, Paul, I think you've got our first question. I do. So the question was, um, how many people have set or do people set New Year's resolutions? So 67% said yes, they do. And 37% said no, they don't. Okay. And did anybody give us anything around to their musical <laughs> resolutions that they'd... The yeah, the only one that I really saw anything on there was Gary is actually, hello, Gary is going to his first ever festival and he has chosen a good one. He's going to the Isle of Wight. So he was saying he was slightly nervous, but he knows he'll run into an awful lot of people. So he um, he's looking forward to that. Oh, my goodness. Definitely. What a first festival to go to. Yeah, Very good. Definitely one of my list. So does any of you guys have it? Have you made any musical resolutions? Not normal general resolutions. I think they're set to fail. But have you kind of put your things in motion to go, right, this year I will, in terms of music? I want to do a gig abroad. Not not, not the same classical one that Paula did. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would really like to do a gig abroad. And I think the Stereophonics might tour again. Ooh. So I think I might follow them somewhere if they do, because I just like to see them abroad. And I'm still hopeful that I might get to see October Drift in Paris, but I'll wait and see what the old when are, when are health situation is. I don't know. They've just they put up little clips now and again, just saying like they've been in the studio and things like that. But I think that, I don't know if it's this year or next, it must be another anniversary of one of their... Is it not performance and cocktails? Because there was a word gets around anniversary, like 20 years or whatever. And I think performance and cocktails wouldn't be far off a similar big anniversary. So I yeah. wondered if they might do one for that. Exciting. But I can't remember if it's this year or, ne- or 2025. But yes, I'd like to go abroad for a gig. That's a very good one to have. And yes. do you have any, Paula? Not really, um, sort of just really from what I had said in the last podcast that I would uh, really like to sort of promote the, the local bands and one that I've sort of been keeping a really good eye on, Vandal, are really going good guns this year. You know, they've already, um, their their first song, Traces of the New Year, got the thousand listens within, I think, five days. Um, I think they had three resolutions um, to up their Spotify numbers to 1,000. So they're currently on 980. And I can't even remember what their other thing was. So sort of just like sort of promoting the, the local bands and even, as usual, trying to get the, the bands to come over to Belfast as well. So there are a few that have um, sort of said things. So watch this space. So that would be good. That I'm not releasing any songs. I'm not releasing anything on the spoons or anything just yet. <laughs> that 2025. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny but, enough, uh, actually, today, my nephew, he, um, my youngest nephew, Carter, had his first, he's in a band. Oh. He had his first band practice. 
um, at the weekend there. So uh, my sister and I, not as mommy, got a guitar for electric guitar for Christmas. And then me and my other sister bought an, an amp and already the amp's too small for oh. the, the gigs. So so that's quite exciting. You never know, I might be a manager in a yeah. year or two. Excellent. I love that. Keep us posted. Yes, um, will do. And how about you, Laura? I'm guessing you might have your personal ones as well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've got I've got my gig coming up at the beginning of March, which basically I'm just gonna try and enjoy. <laughs> the good thing is is that I've got the lovely Michael coming to play with me. So we had our first practice last night. And of course, me and Michael just laugh like mad, don't we? So <laughs> um I know that he's going to just make me feel so at ease on the stage. And, you know, this time I am going to be playing my guitar as well, which is a big... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to be playing all the songs, but me and Michael are going to be playing together, which is going to be a real new thing because I've never actually played guitar with somebody as well. So, yeah... It, that's a few few challenges there um and i just think at the end of the day if i if i fuck it up i'm just gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be like oh sorry <laughs> carry on let's see if we can uh you know get get that back on track and and keep going i mean it's not the best gig to be doing that out seeing as though you're playing with such big people but hey they asked me to do it i'm going to do it it's all for charity Style it out. You'll be grand. You'll be fine. And then I've got a couple of new songs that I'm working on. And then I think I'm going to have a little bit more fun with it. You know, a lot of my songs are are quite deep and meaningful. And uh, I've decided that I think I need to have a little bit more fun with it, really. That means you're doing a Christmas song? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you never know. That could be on the cards. You can live for next year. Um, but yeah, I think uh I think it's about time I took the piss out of life a little bit more than anything. <laughs> uh so I'm gonna have a go at that actually. So, you need to give us like a summer dance classic for road tripping, Laura. That's what you need to what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I do have actually a, a, a summary one dance with with Mr. Mintball up my sleeve. Mm. Well. So that's quite, quite, quite funky. Funky, summer, tuny, dancey. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's in the works. There's just so many people asking me to do stuff. It's crazy, actually. Um, yeah. So your that's... resolution is just to have fun with your music, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just want it to be a bit more fun, you know. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. And then hopefully, like you said, you'll then enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Try and take the stress out of it. Excellent. Perfect. And then so I think, Kimberly, did you have our next question? Do you not have any, Laura? Oh, you're not any. oh my own resolutions. Uh, <laughs> I really want to try and see a few bands that I've, you know, that I've not managed to get to see and make a bit of a concerted effort um, to, to go there. Um, you know, and I need to get to... I suppose a bit like yourself, uh, Paula, really. I need to get to around the East Midlands more. Um, I do West Midlands a lot, but um, there's quite a lot in the in East Midlands in, you know, Leicester and Nottingham and stuff. So probably a bit closer to home. 
but yeah, there's a, there's, I've got a list um, and this list is getting a long list now of bands that, so I was like, I'm going to ease off this year was my first thing, <laughs> um, which doesn't look like that's going to happen. And then I was like, well, I'll make a list of people that, who I'll definitely go and see. And that list is even longer now. So it's it's not going to plan. Well, it is going to plan, but not, not in the way I wanted it. So um <laughs> But yeah, no, I think my main thing is just to go and support some bands that um, I've been meaning to go and catch for a while. Um, so yeah, that that's what I'm planning on doing. Kimber, I believe you've got our next question. Yes, I do. So the next question on the poll um, to our followers <laughs> was, uh, what are you looking forward to this year? And we had 43 votes. So 33% said they're looking forward to the gigs. Um, 12% looking forward to new releases and as you said there's already been a lot of new releases just in the first couple of weeks of January Um, 9% looking forward to the festivals and 47% all of it I'm greedy so yeah (laughs) Um, that's the one that I would have picked so and I think in terms of who people are seeing who they're looking forward to seeing um, our our chum Brian he's saying that Andrew Cushion and Red Drum Club are going over to San Francisco so he will be seeing them there I think it's back to back nights of of that so that'll be a treat for him Chippy is buzzing to see the Claws and the lottery winners seeing quite a lot of clips of them it looks like they're um, kicking up a storm whenever they go and they did a really really funny video the lottery winners on Instagram of when they were in Glasgow and they went to a chip shop and they were doing the worst Scottish accent I think I've ever heard in my life <laughs> <laughs> while they were eating a deep fried Mars bar and various other things and drinking a tin of iron brew it was really funny if you haven't seen it you should go check it out um, and Stevie Telf said he's looking forward to seeing the K's um, who are also doing amazing things. I think they were on Sunday brunch yesterday, or their video was. So, yeah, a few people with lots to look forward to. Excellent. And how about you, Kimberly? Like you said, you've already made some of the things. So what's your big thing this year that you, you can't wait for? Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed if you, did, if you said anything else. Said anything else. Um, so yeah, Taylor Swift in June, and also I'm going to see Foo Fighters as well, um, which will be amazing because taking my nephews to that. So they're back on the how many sleeps still Foo Fighters train. So I've got that, and I think a couple of other things in the summer that I've booked tickets for: Noel Gallagher, Richard Ashcroft, and then um, I don't know what else is in my plans. The Capolos are making a comeback, so I want to catch them. Um, in Aberdeen and I'm looking forward to Arcade State's vinyl release and their gig that they're doing in Glasgow as well so hopefully I'm able for all of those things yes fingers crossed exciting we've got some big gigs this year then yeah big big gigs in the summertime so that's good but and I'll make up for everything that I've missed I'll probably do loads towards the end of the year and try and get to a lot of the local ones as well when I can um because we're really lucky in Aberdeen, they do a lot like through the week um, that I could nip along to Drummond's and catch, you know, a couple of bands and stuff. So that'll be good. Excellent. Yes. And about you, Paula, do you have any one kind of standout thing you're looking forward to? or Not really. Um, I'm going to Taylor Swift as well <laughs> um, in, in Dublin as well. So I'm not saying I'm really looking forward to that. It's just I'm going for the experience. 
more so I am sort of like looking forward to seeing someone's that you think are just ready to you know make it big like obviously I think Calvin albums out so the K's I know you mentioned there I think they are just you know like ready to crank things up so um I am going to see them I've got a few gigs booked in I'm like you Laura I've been saying to myself right life is getting expensive I need to start reining things in and then I don't rein things in and I've booked a few more holidays this year than the last few years so we will see see what life um throws up (laughs) just taking it as it comes taking it as it comes exactly (laughs) Uh, what about you Laura is there anything you're really looking forward to apart from your own head your own gig in March um, I'm looking forward to going over to see Paula to go and see Key West. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I have not still, I haven't even still listened to what the sound like, so <laughs> I'm, I may get listening to what their, their vibe is. Yeah, um, I mean, more so because it, they stick in my mind so much because they were one of the first bands that I started to follow that were independent and, um, so I, ju- I just really started to get into independent music and I was on a hen night and I was walking through Liverpool Centre and there was just this band playing in the street and I was like, wow, I like them. Um, and I went up and I bought a, a CD, so I've got my signed CDs from them and um, and then just came home and listened and listened and listened and listened. Um, so, yeah, so... But they were actually busking. Yes, they were busking oh. in Liverpool. They do a lot of busking. If you if you go and follow them on Instagram, they're mostly uh, over on Instagram. They do a lot of busking. Oh. Um, so, yeah, so I am really looking forward to seeing them. And they, you know, they've got lots of soppy songs. You know, I'm a bit of a romantic <laughs> at heart. <laughs> well, don't be thinking you're holding my hand <laughs> in that part. Oh, please. I might be at the toilet at the soppy songs. <laughs> Soppy but uh, upbeat. Oh, okay, as long as it's upbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they've just, just they've got her now vision of you to just you know, slip oh, sliding in there. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. Just like there is about you two. Just makes me laugh. I'm gonna get a little little love bars between you. So. Yeah. We're good, well, that's what we're going to do now. We're going to have a yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to doctor in a love heart. You need to. Yeah, you need to. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, I've got, like, like everyone else, really. Lots of it. I think what um, there's a, as well as kind of, as you said, Paula, those that are really kicking on now, there's a few, um, but a band that's kind of made a comeback. They took a bit of a break. Um, the Serotones, they're making a comeback. So I'm going to see them in March. I'm really looking forward to. Um, they really started to get some momentum and then they had to take a break. Um, so it's really good to see them back. So I'm looking forward to them. And a band I've never seen before and I've wanted to is the Motolovs, who I'm, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Um, and Alfie's already got a mention. He plays drums for them as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bo Laurie Wright, who's also supporting um, yeah. Muscle Love. So that should be a really good night. Um, and um, seeing them in Cheltenham, which She's is the place the I Mo- haven't been. The Motolovs, Laura. I yeah. call them the Mo- Molotovs. Molotovs. And mo- uh, Molotovs. Who knows? I always thought Molotov was like a gun or something. It might be. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. It's them anyway. You'll know who I mean. <laughs> But anyway, I'm going to see them in Cheltenham, and I'm not yeah, going to see funky. a gig, so yeah. 
that'll be quite that'll be quite nice as well um but yeah yeah and everything else same as really um too many other things to mention but uh yeah i'm just looking forward just to getting back on it it seems it seems a while now since really since uh december so um it'd be nice to get back into a routine um but yeah, it and seems LJ. a while since we were. It seems a while since we got December's pay. Let me tell you, yeah. oh, doesn't it? On beans and air over days here in Belfast. I'm like um, Oliver Twist. I'm on broth now. We got to that yeah. level. <laughs> Running around the house trying to find any change. <laughs> yeah, sure, but there's twenty pence in the drawer somewhere. Oh. oh, do you feel sorry for us guys? You need to be. We need to be sponsored. You see, and then we could. <laughs> <laughs> would have this worry, this heartache. Uh, LJ, I think you've got our next question. Yeah, so it was to place your bets on who's going to take the crown in 2024 and, and get the credit that they deserve. So 50% said that there was too many to choose from because I, I, I think that's about right. I think there's so many of the people that we've been following for so many years now that we've just seen creeping up and up and getting better and better and they're all just on that cusp of like you know where are they going to be next year aren't they got uh, some said you know too early to to decide um and the other one i can't read my writing hang on what did it say <laughs> but i know there's 29 percent of them i'm just getting it up on my twitter because i can't even uh oh yeah i have a dead cert that's what it says <laughs> so um people that have dead certs they're the ones that have made the comments um, more than anything. So Stevie says, Sylvie, our Sylvie, another one of them one that's just going up and up and up and up. She's doing marvellous. The Heavy North, The Claws, uh, Amelia Corburn. And we've got Alive and Gigging says The Kays, uh, Valor. Uh, Bonavo says Skylight. Another Stevie says The Kays. What do you guys think? Who do you think is going to be... Uh... Go on, Kimbo. Uh, um, I do. I think he's definitely got a point about the heavy north. They seem to be getting a lot more like write ups from various places. I've noticed that a bit on their socials. Um, Sylvie, well, what can we say? She does have another tune coming out beginning of February called Visions. So that'll be out when this podcast goes out. Um, yeah, I think if she gets herself onto some festivals, I think that could be really good for her. Um, who else? Who else? I don't know. The K's are obviously smashing it up. And Brown Bear, I think yeah. he, um, the band were on last night at a thing in Glasgow, the Celtic Connections. Helen Robinson was there. Um, I know because she was trying to avoid parking charges in Glasgow City Centre. Um, and um, he's also on a Burns Supper thing on the BBC this week as well. Um, so that's really, really good. I don't. I think it's been recorded, and then it won't actually be out. Um, but I'm sure there'll be information about that, so people can catch up on it. So yeah, I think, and hopefully, hopefully, there'll be a Badlands um concert for Brown Bear because it's like ten years since they've been doing Brown Bear. So I think they're hopeful to get a a big Badlands gig. Um, so that'll be massive for them, I think. What about you, Laura? Me, I think I think some of the people that have already mentioned, I think, you know, it's obvious that there people are kicking on, and particularly with the releases of new albums and things. I think there's a lot of momentum. A lot of these bands are doing their lots of mini tours now, and that kind of gets them more and more publicity. But for me, I think I think it's gonna be the rise of the girls. I reckon women are our future. 
I do. I do this year. I've got a good feeling that the, you know, the music scene for women is going to be stronger this year. I think um, from solo artists to bands, I think we're going to see them more on festivals. I think we're going to see um, and, and we've got quite a lot of strong women. So if you think of Picture Parlour, Last Dinner Party, um, Black Honey, these are strong women um, that are going out and going, you know, I have a right to be on this stage and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and I think we're just going to see more and more of that. So I'm really excited um, uh, to, to see where that takes us. Um, you know, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. As away from, I suppose, your traditional kind of pop female artist. These are yeah. kind of Indian metal and, and, you know, heavier girl bands. So, yeah, really excited. So, yeah, come on, the girls. <laughs> Laura, just while you're saying that, um, back over here, um, there is a new um coming out on the 31st of January, an album featuring all women. So it's six different female singers from Northern Ireland across nine old rock tracks. It's called Orchids. And oh. so that is coming out soon. Um, it's actually Old Crow Promotions that are putting that out and I have seen them put out a call for some of the you know the bloggers to to give that away right up so that is something exciting then as well so yeah oh well, we'll have to do that yeah and mm -hmm. who's your money on then Paula have you got anybody Laura you must have been reading my mind uh, exactly what you were saying I'm going sort of for the the case for the same reason if you've got an album out I do think that that helps Bills your um you know like just the momentum of things and the other one I'd say was the claws I thought that last year they really seemed to you know move away from just the Birmingham area and sure they're all over the in this independent um music week yeah. you know they just seem to be one constantly gigging and constantly selling things out so and today they see the others. And today they've been announced again. Um, they are supporting James um, uh -huh. in July. So, yeah, they, they. I think they're getting more of those kind of opportunities as well now. So, yeah, big things for them. Anybody else? Or are they your... They also... so, no, and then uh, the, all the other ones you've all mentioned, but they were probably, you know, if I was talking about two, they would be my, my two main ones for those different two different reasons. We'll have to do this in our roundup of the end of the year to see yeah. see how many of us got how we got on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be like a big un unveil. I could put it in an envelope and we'll put it away. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, and then I I the question I was looking at is um is there any you know what should we be checking out in twenty twenty four? Is there any bands that you know that um people think that don't get enough kind of mentions or a venue or something. And we when we had a couple, um, so um, Gary s said that we should be checking out um, Palamo. I don't know. Uh, and they're from Scotland um, in mm. Perth. Um, Parlamo. Parlamo. Yeah, Parlamo. Parlamo, yeah, those. Sorry, Parlamo or Parlamo. Um, Neo Waltz as well is another band. Um, that we need to be checking out um and then and, and i've actually wanted to do this for a while so um chippy we're probably going to come up and, i'm going to come and see you because um bootleg bar in um blackpool you've kind of it's been mentioned quite a few times and he said it's a real special venue um so yeah might come and do that and then bonavu said that um a band from 
San Francisco called The Umbrellas are coming over to the UK. He says, and they're definitely worth checking out. Um, and then another band called Future Yard. Um, so, yeah. And I think we're finding that there's um, some more kind of, I suppose, more indie kind of very small grassroots little venues that are, are kind of popping up and, and thriving a little bit. So, yeah, it'd be really interested. So if anybody um, wants to kind of plug them, just get in touch with us on the socials and that and we'll and we'll put, put some links out. So, yeah. yeah. A nice little um, a little roundup. I mean, obviously, I know, Paula, you'll always champion things over in Ireland and um, Kimberly, you know, in your neck of the woods in Aberdeen's quite a lot of things. So, you know, I think, uh, is there anything that we haven't mentioned before? Anywhere that you think, ah, oh, that's where people should go. If you're, you're in my neighbourhood, you need to go to there. Well, my favourite local venue, which is actually, Laura, one that you, probably one of the only few that you have not been to is the Belfast Empire. So it's an old music hall and they do some good gigs in there. They do do now a lot of covers nights, um, cover bands and things. But that's where I saw the the adventures there recently and Sounds of NAI, um, uh, like an underground, well, not an underground, but a promoter that does up and coming acts where I've seen both Pottingers and Vandal. Um, he would do once every, I think he he's in there maybe three or four times a year so. Possibly, Laura, you will be over to see the Empire. I think you have peaked in. Have I think you we been, did. Yeah. We peaked yeah. in. Yeah, they let us, did they? the security let us go. And you went, I'm just showing my friend. Yeah. And looked at me like, I'm like, yeah, I'm an English lady, let me in. And I'm just peeking through the doors. <laughs> so that would probably be my favourite out of the locals. Okay. And you, Kimberly? Um, we've got, I would say the Lemon Tree is a really good one. Um, Skylights have played there. That's where the Capolos are doing their... Aberdeen show um, and we've always got the tunnels and Cafe Drummonds that you know there's stuff on like pretty much every night of the week um, Skylights are actually coming back to Aberdeen they've not said the date yet and they've also not said the venue but they've played they played the beach ballroom last year they've played you know the tunnels they've played the lemon tree so I'm like are they coming to Pitodri? Don't know what they're up to. They've not said where it's going to be, but um, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, but we'll just have to wait and see where they're going to be playing because I think they've played everywhere in Aberdeen now. So I don't know where else they could go. We've got the big exhibition centre um, just on the outskirts, but you know what? There's never really anybody that like plays there. They do like Elton John played there, for example, but um, it's a massive, massive venue. And I think for all the effort that went into it, there's hardly anything on, which um, is a real shame. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see where Skylights are are playing and hopefully I'll get along to that whenever it is. Yeah. yeah. And you, Laura? Any hidden things? Um, you see, for me, I suppose um, there's quite a few venues now in Stockton that are just um, starting to really sort of make their mark, but... Um, one of the little places is any volume bar where the majority of people around this area start out. And it's nice to go to the the nights that they put on because you see a lot of these bands just as they're starting out. And then they sort of progress to going on to Q bar and and, and Arc and things like that. So it, it I, I can't recommend any volume bar enough, really. Obviously, there's the the halt that's a lovely little venue for when you're just sort of starting out. Um, but they actually get some really good acts in there for a tiny venue. And, and they do a lot of comedy in there as well, which is is brilliant for Red Car because Red Car is um, 
you know, it's the poor relation around here. Um, you know, bigger venues that still don't really get enough promotion will be things like um, the Empire in Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough Town Hall. They put some really good gigs on. Pigeon Detectives were on there. They've got You, Me at Six playing there at the Empire shortly. Um, so, yeah, they're getting they're getting some bigger, bigger acts um, um, definitely playing there as well, which is really good. It's really, you know, it's, it just seems like everything's prospering just that little bit more at the minute. Excellent. Yeah, and for me, I, I guess um, it's it's there's places in Leicester. Leicester it had a strange music scene. It was, it was massive for years. So, you know, we had a venue called the Charlotte and that kind of went down. I think it's a Chinese restaurant now. Um, and, um, you know, but they had like Oasis there and uh, all, uh, over the years and, you know, and then going further back, they had um, the Kinks and things. So it was a massive, very small venue, but it was a big scene. And then it kind of got obliterated for some reason. Um, Leicester's quite odd because um, it's got um, De Montfort Hall um, and that's kind of the music venue. And it's, I don't know, it, for me, I, I don't actually enjoy going to gigs there too much. It doesn't feel like a music venue to me. But they, they, they kind of relaunched the shed in Leicester and that's kind of really bringing back that kind of underground uh, music scene again. Um, and that's where a lot of the bands that we often speak about on here um, are putting that in part of their tour. And the O2 Academy is very good, actually, in Leicester. Um, they, they have the ability to kind of like size it down a little bit to make it a bit more intimate um more recently i saw andrew christians last year there in in that venue so yeah so uh, just kind of checking some of those out really but um hopefully there's going to be there's rumors that there's going to be a few more popping up so um when i when i hear more of that you know i'll 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 kind of mention it but i think you know there's been a lot of talk about it isn't it and i think we have although times are hard and we all know that and we've made the the jest already that you know there's not a, not a lot of money going around, but I do think if you are going to put your if you are going to support anything is, is support those local venues because it's tough for them too, you know. And, and the more we go and more we support, the more other bands will be attracted to there, which means that more people will come and therefore they'll be able to continue running. Um, and I think this year is going to be tough. Um, you know, things are going up everywhere, aren't they? So yeah, that's, I suppose that the big call is yeah, go and find your hidden gems and tell us, tell us about them and, and tell other artists that, you know, artists all the time are going, where do you want us to play? Where do you want us yeah. to come? Well, it's your opportunity to say, well, in my area, this is the venue that's really good and make them links for them because, you know, I wouldn't know if I walked, if I went down the street, I don't know, even in Derby, I don't know where to go. I wouldn't know where to look. Um, you know, and that's kind of, I suppose, my neighbourhood-ish. Um, so, you know, it's these opportunities. So when the artists do say, you champion your area, tell them about these little gems um, and that's the only way they're going to continue and survive. So I guess. Well, yeah. Laura, funny you should say that, but I actually do have a little fact sheet for Belfast, Ooh. which I have passed on to five fans. So anybody else <laughs> wants to copy that, let me know. Um, just, you know, like the different places that can play with, with yeah. yeah, like um, like, 50, like 100 caps the larger ones, local bands even support because, you know, again, if your local bands can pay, uh, like bring some of the people along. So, yeah. So I will sell myself um, for a pint of cider whenever you come over. You can have that little fact sheet. <laughs> well, let's pimp it out there, guys. Take her up on this yeah. one. <laughs> Very cheap. A pint of cider. <laughs> 
I was going to say it's been good on on Twitter recently because there has been some bands like out with that are coming. Like for example, the Holy Coves are coming to Aberdeen. They're playing the tunnels and they'd put out like a you know we're coming to Aberdeen, give us deals on um, local bands. So they've actually secured Monza Express and a young band called Pit in the Moon from Lawrence Kirk. Um, who I think some of them are still at school. <laughs> um, I've heard them play, so they've they've scored that as support for the Holy Coast. So that'll be a great a great gig. I can't remember if it's it's maybe into April, but um, it's been really nice seeing like bands reaching out like that and saying, you know, give us an idea. Capolos have done it as well for for their gigs um, in Glasgow and Edinburgh and Aberdeen. Just asking, um, you know, tell us who you would like to see support us, and we'll get in touch. So that's been really nice to see. I think even like on Twitter, you've seen since um, Christmas time, there just does seem to be like a big momentum of people, um, you know, like sort of ones actually pulling together. And mm-hmm. um, I'm actually just looking to see here because it's been a long day at work. I can't remember the name. Is it Unsigned? You know, the what's the um, Indie Revolution? Oh, actually, oh, yeah. I think it's I think it's Indie Revolution is the sort of the umbrella name and then all the other peoples are sort of you know there's up and coming bands and different ones that are all sort of championing the same thing and even over in the states there brooke and um one of her friends that does one of the louis ones i think they have put together an interactive calendar where Mm -hmm. bands can add whenever their songs are coming out and even if there are any gigs in their area so you know, it does seem to be like a, a whole lot of people now pulling together and trying to, to, you know, work together to help like the bands coming up. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I like that idea, that the interactive calendar thing. I think that's a mm-hmm. really good idea. Excellent. Laura, I've actually just remembered <laughs> um, now that I've come a wee bit more lively. One of the things I'm looking forward to the most is the ratings are playing Clifton Park. Oh, yeah. I know we discussed it about half an hour ago i've just remembered it now so i'm looking forward to that very good <laughs> i saw they met revival day at the weekend they went to their house yes. did anybody else see that i did yeah. see that or yeah. i thought it was just a wee bar they were playing and then they were also no, they, were, they were around they were around one of the kids houses for a cup of tea and whatever because i saw one of the dads posting it on a uh, facebook they had a jam didn't they they had a bit of a jam ace photos as well it looked like they had a lot of fun how exciting. I know. I'd like to know how that happens. I'm, I'm, I'm just really intrigued. Just really nosy. How do you know? I'm going to pop around and come and have a see what's going on around these kids' house. I just, yeah. Love it. Bless them. It all sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't think, yeah. I made that sound much more creepy than it should have been then. Yeah. Only you, Laura. Only you. There was nothing untoward there at all. <laughs> Christ. Oh, anyway. Anywho, I think it's about time we had another song, don't you? Um, so, shall we pick one of the big hitters that people think are going to really, really make it this year? I think we should go for the K's and No Place Like Home.
Cause the street ball on a static is starting to wear thin And I know I'll have to find another way to cover up the holes Where all the water's getting in Cause they say all oh, the when it rains then it pours And now I'm moaning out just one more time It's only levels back to what they were buzzing to introduce our guest for this segment so harriet jw thank you very much harriet for coming on to speak to us this evening thanks for having me so just before we actually get down to the nitty-gritty just um as you were growing up what were sort of your musical tastes as you were teenager young harriet uh pop mainly pop. like i think i've always it's funny because i grew up in a household of very much music aficionados and it's funny that I work in the music industry because I'm the only one in my family that doesn't play an instrument the only one that wasn't sort of I guess yeah like a real muso but um I I liked PJ and Duncan I liked Hanson um I liked Westlife and then I guess I got a little bit cooler as I got older and then it was like a real drum and bass stage of when I was like 16 to 20 I guess of just going out and raving um <laughs> and then yeah I mean still like I still am very much into pop and commercial music Kimberlyn I definitely would say there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure yeah uh, we're both not. going to we're both going to see Taylor Swift next year in concert <laughs> I mean judging by her numbers she's a guilty pleasure of pretty much 99.9 percent .9 of the universe so that's good <laughs> And then going from that, then how um how did you get into working then in the music business? Yeah, so I came at it from uh, a different angle in that I was a filmmaker and I decided I wanted to start a YouTube channel. And where I was always really interested was what it was less about music and more about what music does to people and that ability to connect people and you know build bridges or you know um so i wanted to start a music channel and i yeah i wanted to start a channel i decided on music because i was interested in that and i was very much interested in 
um, image and music and how you could, I always say emotionally manipulate, which sounds a little bit dark, but I mean like, you know, control people's emotions through music and image. That was always what I was interested in at university as well. So music was like the natural place to start a, a YouTube channel. And then it just, you know, went from there and YouTube became what it did for musicians and uh, it grew into a live event. And then, yeah, lockdown happened and, and then it and then it I went more into the artist development and coaching side. You're obviously somebody that adapts very well. You know, I'd say I've seen obviously um, we all looked at it, your your tweets that do a wee bit of research before. And, you know, that's one of your tweets you said in 2020 lockdown happened and then you adapted your your model of doing things, I suppose. And that's, I suppose, shows a successful brain, you know, that you can adapt to things and you don't stay static. Yeah, good in a crisis, I think. Is the, uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons Secret Sessions is called Secret Sessions is because I never wanted it to be a, like, standard... Like, there were YouTube channels around at the time. One was called Balcony TV. One was called, like, Black Cab Sessions. And I was like, what if in 10 years I want to start a music festival and I'm stuck in a black cab like how would that happen or on a balcony so I wanted to create this like um sort of limitless format that just meant something and it's grown into yeah like lots and lots of different areas so far that was was that back in was it 2011 so it's over 10 years since you've been running that yeah yeah, yeah. so secret sessions yeah started in in 2011 that was the first youtube video and obviously the Secret Sessions Academy then, it's a, it's like a 12-week development programme, but you also then do give an awful lot of pointers. I'm not a musician. Um, I'm like yourself. I, I love music, but I do not play. I do not sing. But I'm really fascinated by your tweets and, you know, all the advice that you do give out to the DIY scene about, you know, how to, you know, how to become more successful. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, my passion is around helping creatives understand that they can make an income and can have a business. And I think the music industry happens to be the industry I'm working in right now. It's definitely like a broader mission to it. But the music industry is the industry that I'm focused on because it's so like badly informed and also broken in the you have to understand a new way of thinking and you have to learn new tools if you're going to make an income there because the tools that the music industry will give to you will not allow you to do that easily. I think some of the things you've said that people are very fixated in the streaming numbers on Spotify. Mm, yeah. I mean, generally, like vanity metrics across the board, people are obsessed with because there's very rich very knowledgeable people running these companies that are able to control control us in in a way that we behave according to how we want to be seen and because they play so heavily into ego they display the likes they display the streams like everyone's focused just on getting this little clicker number to be higher when actually the result of that clicker number being higher just means nothing and when you get to that point you just want it to be higher than that you know, if it had like an actual real effect on income or audience or people standing in the audience at your shows, then 
I'd put more meaning on it. But yeah, right now, I just think people are way too obsessed with it. Sorry, is that something that comes up when, you know, I noticed that you do like strategy calls so like people can obviously then call you and ask you questions. Is that mm-hmm. something that would come up a lot about streaming numbers when yeah, people are yeah. coming to you for advice? Yeah, like one of the first questions I always ask is like, what is, what do you want? You know, what do you want right now? More streams. Oh, I just need 10,000 followers. I just need a million streams. I just need this. And I always follow it with why. <laughs> why? Why a million streams? Oh, because I just feel like that would mean something. Okay, so you're looking for recognition and trying to like stop the attachment to that actual number is really, really important. But, you know, it's not like everybody falls into it. Like everybody looks at a post and goes, oh, why didn't that get more likes? Or, oh, oh, my reel only got 700 likes. If that was actually 700 people looking at your message, that would be incredible. But of course... It's not. Do you? What do you think has been some of the barriers? That because obviously what, our kind of um, relationship with bands and artists, it's like they're like we just want to do music, you know. So they want the recognition. They, they'd love to be able to make an income from it, but to get them to think around in the way that you talk around being a bit more strategic, a little bit kind of focusing on what them other things, you know, is that a bit of a journey for them? Is that a, you know, is it easier for some? Yeah, I mean. I always say to, because there is a bit of a sort of trend in saying, I just want to do music and I don't want to do everything else. And it's like, well, cool. Just, you know, that's called a hobby. Like anyone, you can have a hobby. Great. That's like me saying, oh, I just want to make content. I don't want to have to talk about it. I don't want to have to like put anything out there or I don't want to have to do a mailing list. I just want to make films. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's a craft without marketing. And a craft without marketing isn't a business. So, you know, I know that a lot of like, well, some of my peers in this industry are a bit sort of harsh with that message where I try and not be too harsh. But, you know, I think that sort of um, that sort of thought, you know, I just want to do this. I shouldn't have to put content out. I shouldn't have to be a social media marketer is, is only damaging the people that are doing it, saying it because, ultimately the tools that we have available are incredible if we can use them properly um and yeah because it's so oversaturated the people who do have that kind of attitude are the ones that unfortunately won't make it however good their music is Um, what would you say then are some of the if you could say like share three nuggets for example as to what people should concentrate on you know, it's not going to happen. I think um, one of your your quotes, as you said, hard work and talent is consistently over time. So that over time building things. So if what are three nuggets to for somebody to aim for, like in the next year or the next two hmm. years? Yeah, I think this idea of kind of starting small, because everyone's so focused on the big numbers, you forget that an audience is actually made up by lots of individual people especially if you want that audience to come to shows or buy merch like there has to be human beings at the end there so building that audience one by one I think and thinking about them as individuals would be one thing um owning your data so you know it's not good enough if if I say to an artist like how many fans do you have they'll be like well on Instagram I've got 3,000 so you've got 3,000 followers. <laughs> do you think 3,000 people will come to a gig? No. So what, what we have to do is take people. I talk a lot about what I call the true fan funnel. 
And it's about social media is the top of that funnel. So that's where you bring people in. That's where you get people's attention. And then you need to take them down to the second layer of that funnel, which is moving them onto your mailing list. Then once they're there, we need to take them and it goes smaller and smaller at each stage because you lose people along the way. And once they're on your mailing list, you need to nurture them to the point that they'll buy from you, come to a show, buy some merch. And then at the bottom, we get the super fans, which are like the really exciting group that you can, they'll invite you to place their wedding for five grand or write you a bespoke song for £10,000. Um, but where most artists are stuck is that I just need to get this number bigger. The top of the funnel needs to be bigger and they're not focusing on nurturing the people they already have. Um, so that was about 17 points, but I covered the three, I think. <laughs> I think, I think yeah, it's refreshing I... to hear that, though, Harriet, because, like, obviously we, I think through lockdown, we've got to know quite a lot of, like, unsigned bands and things like that. So when you hear you talking about that bit where you've got that great crowd of people as your followers, but then, you know, we're on mailing lists where people are we're going out and buying, like, merchandise, which I'm wearing right now, or, <laughs> you know, or going to gigs and things like that. So knowing that we've seen a lot of, um, artist bands you know going through that process it's, it's really good because it's like right, we've just got to keep supporting these people and and be those super fans and tell people about them um, yeah. so that's really nice to hear that yeah love it yeah and actually I think them conversations did come up in lockdown because obviously they weren't able to go out and, and you know put on gigs and stuff so there was a lot of emphasis on those numbers wasn't it and how many streams we can get and how many people interact and stuff. And although that was important, I do re recall a few conversations I had with some saying, but these aren't going to translate into audience members. So as much as you're boasting that you've got X amount of people, will they come and buy a ticket? And if you're playing to five people, you know, it's, so it's around, I suppose, and I suppose what you're trying to do is get them to understand that, but not in a negative way, just so being realistic about what that number means and what that translates to. And I think that's, it's a hard message sometimes, isn't it? Because I think we can believe that and we always look to what someone else is doing and compare these numbers, but actually it's, um, can they sell out a show? Can they do a little mini tour? Can they do all them other things? Yeah. And it's often those things that people actually want at the end of this. So you know, what are your goals? Oh, I want to sell out X venue. Okay, so what do you need to get there? A million streams. That, you know, it's just, it, it, they can be really disconnected with the things they say they want because often people will get into music because of those connection elements like playing live or recording or being in the studio. But then the goals are just playing into social media and, and what, people tell us we want instead of actually thinking about what we want and that's one of the first things we do in the program like actually look at people's goals and if they come back to us and say I want 5,000 followers I want a million streams I want 10,000 10, people on my mailing list we'll be like why 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 and actually can you put a why to each of those and that'll get them to think oh 5,000 means nothing what what I'm actually looking for is a core fan base or what I'm looking for is to sell out a show or to make x number of pounds which is another thing that most uh, a lot of creatives can be scared to say out loud. And you have obviously had like great success. You've worked with some really big names in the business. Uh, Laura is unfortunately not with us at the minute. She's a massive fan of Bastille, who mm -hmm. I know were one of your your clients. Sorry, the people that you have worked with. So I'm sure you get a real sense of achievement whenever you see people that you have worked with do um you know achieve that level of success yeah so those sort of 
big hitters will be people that we've either had on our live show or in our um on our youtube channel and the reason why you know those people now is because it was eight nine ten years ago that we filmed them and i think that's another thing that's a really important piece of information is that just how long it actually takes because there is this idea of this overnight success and of course it does happen like you know one out of a million artists might hit some viral algorithm on tiktok and and get well known but even often those artists that do get those viral sensations will be gone a few months later but all of the like the bastilles the passengers the mahalias the ben howard like everyone we had on our youtube channel it generally took like five or six years for them to rise above and then we'll be like oh there's that artist that we featured five years ago winning a brit award um and that's what you know i know that in a few years time the artists that we're working with now in the academy will be those people winning those accolades and there'll be our second round of stories to tell and so if people um after listening this then do want to get in contact with yourself um what way do they do that then harriet yeah, so the most straightforward way is just Harriet JW on Instagram. So I'm always in my DMs chatting to, to artists and that's yeah, the most direct way to, to get hold of me. Perfect. And can I just ask a question? It's nothing to do with actually what we're talking about, but you being a female then in the music business, hmm. um, obviously you're probably a major in the minority. Um, yet you sometimes see ones I was saying that the what like a what a time they're having but like clearly you're a very much a successful you, you seem you come across as a real straight talker um <laughs> have you any tips for anybody like who maybe wants to go down the management route or anything like that female hmm. person yeah so you know I always say that like I guess I, I don't really consider myself as being someone in the music industry which sounds strange but what I mean is that I've never worked for any of those big companies like I don't subscribe to it like I'm not in a lot of the situations where a lot of the prejudice happen like and I know a lot of um women that do work in the music industry and have really struggled and a lot of that will be in the workplace in those hierarchies in those offices and luckily I've never been part of those structures um so from a from a kind of um vocational point of view I, I don't really comment on that on that sort of stuff but what I will say is just sort of having a voice in an industry or trying to have a voice in an industry that is very male dominated, very male heavy from the top down, and also very, um, very disjointed for the actual artists, like 20% of the artists that are signed to record labels are women. It's probably less than that now, or, you know, the awards or the festivals. Um, so yeah, have, I think wanting to be a voice and wanting to have a voice can be scary for women because all the voices they see are male and some of those voices can be a lot more direct. Um, and I think, you know, imposter syndrome and things like that. But I think just being really sure of what your message is and just kind of repeating it. <laughs> and that's that's what social media marketing is. It's like the same thing said over and over again in a hundred different ways. So you know, build your audience, own your data, stop focusing on vanity metrics. That's all I really talk about. Um, so yeah, wanting to get in to, um, to any of, of the music industry roles, I'd say 
just be confident in in what makes you different and your message. Secondly, I'd say like support and be a voice for other women as opposed to sort of seeing them as competition. Um, and get get involved with some, um, you know, women led initiatives. There's the F list that I was a director for, um, which is like a directory of um, artists that are women. So, um, you know, if a festival says oh, there just aren't enough women, then Vic, who runs the F-list, will be like, well, there's 5,000, take your pick. Um, and Women in Control, that's run by Nadia Khan, is a really good one for that. Um, and yeah, She Said So is another good one. There's plenty around, so I'd say just get involved in these initiatives, meet other women in music, see them as uh, your friends as opposed to your foes, and just get out there. And, you know, there's not the reason why the voices. There aren't enough voices is because there's not there's too many lurkers on social media that have a message and they're just not saying it and obviously um one of the things that we would talk about is gigs so is there anybody you have seen recently or who are you going to see in the next few months who do you like to, to go and watch yeah so i've got a two-year-old so normally i would have i would draw a blank right now but <laughs> I've literally just um, finished uh, an interview today with an artist called Marie Naffa, who was on our program about a year ago, who's an incredible artist, and she's headlining Lafayette on um, Saturday. So I'm going I'm going down to that. It's at King's Cross, and I live in Margate, so it's literally on the train, off the platform, on the train, get home, you know, up for, up for breakfast with the sun in the morning. So Marie Naffa is someone to check out. Um, I, another artist who I really like and has also been through our program is an artist called Echoes. Um, so I'd check out and she's not next playing. I just missed a gig because um, it was Jack's birthday. But she, if she, she, like all of these people are absolute like knockout performers and have played the secret session stage as well. Um, so, yeah, there's a couple of women to to be on the radar. Oh, and, and have you, you guys, sorry, have you any more um, of the live events coming up soon? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we, I think 2024 is probably going to be the year. It was um, it was something that we did every month for five years. And the venue that we were very comfortable at and loved having us shut down in lockdown. And, you know, if I'm being completely honest, like the economics of the live space are hard. So it's never going to be an income generator. It's never really barely going to be a break even so it has to be the right time for us but we really do want to have that platform again for for the artists that we love just uh, you know along that lines about like the live events and you're obviously on this podcast today like is that a typical day for you like just what's your you know oh. what's your day like <laughs> yeah so interestingly well or maybe not interestingly probably quite boring I've just been the last few days doing a time audit which is something I ask a lot of artists to do when we work together so you're getting a kind of realistic picture of how you're spending your time uh, and I hadn't done one in a while and I think it's a really good check-in where you're like whoa I just spent like six hours editing a video which I could have outsourced for 10 pounds an hour um so a typical day for me judging on my time audit tends to be I used to be a real like I used to be like a 5 a.m wake up and work person but now I'm like a 6 a.m. wake up breakfast with my son, get him to nursery. Um, and then I try and do like a, I spend a lot of time on my laptop, spend a lot of time on Zoom with artists. 
I spend a lot of time on social media, writing, uh, making reels, doing emails. Um, and and then I also spend a large portion of my day doing kind of business development and what what I actually want to look like it to look like moving forward, because it's always there's always a bigger goal in mind of the, you know, changing, changing the music industry at, at, at some level. Um, so, yeah. I like it. I'm I'm an introvert mainly, so I do actually quite like that time alone with the laptop thinking and just building. Thank you. I think um you have told us loads and loads and loads and um I think like hopefully very inspirational for a lot of people. So we usually finish by asking our guests to um choose a song to play a site with. So Harriet, what would you like to choose? Well, I'm I'm now like torn between Hanson Umbop or Marie's <laughs> song. I'm going to go with Marie's because I think that does better for the future of my clients. Um, I'm going to pick my favourite song of Marie Naffa, and it's called Gabriel. Um, and she incredibly managed to get a gospel choir to sing it with her. And you've got to watch the video; it's brilliant. But I know the story behind it, and it's actually that she was out kind of soul seeking while she was in a writing period and she met this man in a I think it was a churchyard and his name happened to be Gabriel and they talked together about um about like where she was at and the inspiration she I might be butchering the story and the inspiration that she was looking for and she ended up writing the song about him so oh, that sounds amazing so thank you very much and we will see everybody then next week so thank you bye Thank you so much. I met you by a awful church. It was run down, but so was I. You say, What you doing right here, left here, nowhere? Said I think I'm running from my love Cause I don't really talk to strangers I just count on them to be I can't believe
Gabriel, Gabriel, 